Looking for your next set of shiny math rocks for your games? Then head on over to FanRollDice.com and use code SPELLBOOKG10 for 10% off your order of dice and other tabletop accessories. That's FanRollDice.com, code SPELLBOOKG10 for 10% off your order. Hello everyone and welcome to Season 2 of Roll for Distraction. My name is Alex Vigna and I will be the Game Master for this season, which will be a campaign of Cyberpunk Red. If you've been with us before, welcome back. This is going to be a lot different from our last D&D game, naturally, but I hope you'll stick around and come along on this ride with us. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for popping in and fair warning, we are coming into this game from the great D&D Exodus of 2023. It's our first game of Cyberpunk. It's some people's first game of anything other than D&D. We have no yeah. fucking so bear clue with what us. we're doing. Tabletop yeah. related. <laughs> bear with us as we learn the game. Joke's on you, we didn't have um, a clue before. <laughs> that's true, it's very true. I sort of uh, had And make sure you're subscribed and following so you can catch future episodes and all our other content. And uh, real quick before I introduce these guys, our players and their characters, um, let me just do a little dramatic reading of, of the lore uh, for the campaign. Lore! <laughs> yeah, okay. You better have, like, crawling text on the screen as this, as this is read. I, I'm a professional, John, please. <laughs> include, a MIDI, text. Include, include a MIDI of uh, the Star Wars reel. <laughs> okay, let him read. I could cut you guys out in post, but now I now I can't actually ignore you yelling, so... <laughs> anyway, so, the cyberpunk universe timeline began diverging from the real world before the Second World War with the founding of the Japanese corporation Arasaka, a legendary weapons manufacturer and private security contractor. In response, Americans created Militech, and other militarized megacorporations popped up around the world. Throughout the mid-century, these corporations slowly amassed resources and political power, from the 1990s to the early 2000s, there were four separate corporate wars between companies who had become so powerful that they could ignore international laws and openly battle each other for resources, not to mention numerous actual wars, mostly in South America and the Middle East. In 1994, eccentric entrepreneur Richard M. Knight founded Coronado City on the California coast to be a city of the future. When he was mysteriously assassinated in 1998, Coronado City was renamed to Night City in his honor, but it descended into rule by competing mafias and corporations. Due to corruption and dwindling oil supplies, the United States government collapsed and fractured in the early 2000s, replaced by the split factions of NUSA, that's New USA, and the Free States. By 2009, corporations had officially taken over every municipal service in Night City, making it a sort of free city with no effective government. It has a city council, but they only control the police in a limited fashion, as well as mundane tasks like zoning and infrastructure maintenance. War and climate change turned much of middle America into a wasteland, and food became scarce with many poorer people depending on government rations. Also in the early 21st century, several corporations began to master the science behind cybernetic body parts. At first, these were reserved for soldiers and amputees, but soon enough you could go down to any small local clinic and get some of this cyberware for just a few hundred bucks. By the 2020s, hardly anyone in Night City was still fully made of meat. I don't like that phrasing. Yeah. That's what they call it in the book. They, they refer to, <laughs> to normal humanoid body parts as meat. During the fourth corporate war between Arasaka and Militech, on August 20th, 2023, a group of unknown operatives set off a small nuclear charge in the regional headquarters of Arasaka in Night City, which turned a block of the city center into a radioactive crater and made the rest of the city unlivable for the next few years. Among those killed in the blast were several members of the Blackburn family, the family of our player characters. The president of the NUSA blamed Arasaka for the explosion and banned them from doing business within North America, and then nationalized Militech, thus ending the Fourth Corporate War. However, this began the Time of the Red in California. Imagine the Dust Bowl of the 1930s in the American West, but contaminated by nuclear fallout and toxic waste from the aftermath of the war. Archibald Blackburn, the grandfather and only living relative of the player characters, who is now a VP at Militech, paid for his orphaned grandchildren's housing in the Haywood suburb of Night City up until each of their 18th birthdays and not a day longer. The siblings and cousins all went their separate ways and have started down different paths. 
Now, in 2045, the greedy old man is on his deathbed, and the kids have one less shot at the family fortune before it slips through their fingers forever. The end. You should, Lord. You should change that to the family jewels. Oh, he said the title! It's, Roll credits! That's it, we're done. We're done! <laughs> so, next bit, bit real quick here. So, it's now August 20th, 2045. <gasps> the 22nd anniversary of the explosion at Arasaka Tower and the untimely deaths of your parents, aunts, and uncles. And you all receive a text message from your cousin, Terry. Terry's always been a bit of a recluse. You don't hear from him much, so you figure it must be pretty important. The message is this. Hey, Chooms, it's T. Look, I know we haven't always been big on family gatherings, but I got something important to tell you all. Like, seriously important. Drop everything else you got going on. Don't trust sending more over cell. Meet me at Club Atlantis on the anniversary at 6 p.m., booth three, upstairs. Password is Gertrude. Don't respond to this, just show up. That password, uh, Gertrude, written in sort of elite speak, is uh, your grandmother's name. I was name. about to say, wait a second. <laughs> As the six o'clock hour approaches, you all start to arrive at Club Atlantis. Um, I'm actually gonna have you guys roll initiative to see what order you show up in. Uh, and you can introduce yourselves, your, your, the real people that you are, and your characters uh, as you arrive at Club Atlantis. What did you say? What did you say Terry called us? Chooms. Choom? Yeah, Chooms. well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go over the uh, the slang that's as the, we go. That's cyberpunk yeah. for friend or buddy. Yeah, it's actually, it, it's a real word that I I believe has sort of fallen out of style. It was, it was a sort of a niche slang term in the 80s when the game was written. Um, but it means buddy, pal. Do we have anything to add to, like, our roles for initiative? So, yes. So, quick note, this is a D10-based system. Oh. There's no D20s at all here. So everybody roll a D20 and add, uh, yeah, a D10, a D20, and add your reflex stat. So, Colin. 23. Ryan. Let me, I rolled so many times, let me just roll one more time, and that'll be, all right. All right, 13 official. <laughs> okay. John. 15. Uh, Alex. I also got a 15. Okay. And... <laughs> well, Gerard, I'm guessing you also wouldn't got Wouldn't you know? <laughs> right. I also got a 15. Uh, the three of you re-roll for me. Uh, nine. 14. <laughs> Guess <Gerard>. what? <laughs> Roll again. 15. All right, you can keep again. your 15. All right. Okay. That's the so, number of the day, baby. The first one to arrive is Colin. Colin, you can go ahead and introduce yourself and Who tell us about your character. shows up a full day early. <laughs> yeah, you show up about 20 minutes early. It's about 5.40 p.m. at this time. Okay. You're um, claiming the booth. Go ahead. You, you, you introduce yourself, and then I'll describe the scene. All right. Uh, how's it going? I'm Colin, and I will be playing uh, Jack Wolf. He's, I got to do maths. I think that's 26. My class is a lawman. And so Jack uh, grew up like his siblings and cousins under the protection of their grandfather. Um, like you probably heard Alex's voice telling you literally like two minutes ago. Having grown up around the higher ups of Miltech, Jack saw firsthand the corruption and power that the corpse wielded, but also the terror it left on the innocent populations of nice Night City. Um, once he was 18, he was glad to have been kicked out of the family home and decided he would attempt to bring law and order to the otherwise lawless city. Uh, he immediately joined NCPD, where at first he was a very by-the-books officer, um, but he came to learn that if he wanted to get anything done, he'd have to get his hands a little bit dirty, because there is no black or white in Night City. Everything is a bit of gray. He... Where, where was I? <laughs> uh, he eventually rose through the ranks, being promoted to lieutenant after a number of successful operations, and was brought within C-SWAT to continue the fight against the greed of civilians and corpse alike as part of a special task force. And he has done his best to oppose both the criminal underground as well as corporations, including Militech, which, much to the ire of his grandfather, who at this point has entirely disowned Jack. And like the shepherd who protects their flock, Jack seeks to protect the average citizens of Night City from the wolves that lurk within the underground and corporations. And his okay. call sign is Shepherd. So Jack arrives to Club Atlantis, like I said, about 20 minutes early. Um, you 
open the door, and even at this hour before the sun has fully set, it's a loud, bustling nightclub. Um, it's it's hard to hear your thoughts over over the bassy techno music, um, but uh, nonetheless, you you pretty quickly find uh, booth number three. It's not hard. Uh, it's on the second floor. It's a little quieter up here, thankfully, um, and it's got a sort of a, a closed sliding door. And sure enough, it has a a, a pad for a password. Uh, seems seems Terry booked it in advance, and so you uh, type in the name Gertrude and the door slides open and you uh, sit down at sort of a, a semi-circular booth and uh, uh, you take your seat uh, a moment passes and a, a, a waitress walks by uh, can I get you anything? nothing for me, I'm on the clock alright officer and she walks away <laughs> um, next on the list uh, Terry's not here yet by the way it's just you in the booth uh, Gerard, go ahead, introduce yourself and your character. Uh, huzzah, I'm next. Hello, everyone, it's me, Gerard. I will be playing the role of- Clark Rome. Germanicus. Shut the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, that was aggressive. Uh, All right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I will be playing Roman Blackburn Martell. Uh, he, after being kicked out of the family home, he felt betrayed by the family and sought solace with the Aldecaldo Nomad family, who are like yeah, the people who right. live on the, uh, sure, I said it right. You, you pronounced it correctly, yes, carry on. Oh, yeah, I did it. Uh, so yeah, the <laughs> Nomads are like the people who exist on the wastelands outside of the city, and they tend to just fuck off from the whole corporate lifestyle. Um, it was here that Roman discovered his love for driving and became known well known for his skill behind the wheel and eventually earned his nickname of Raptor. That's Raptor with a zero and seven O because it's fancy uh, for being Angela. very relentless. <laughs> wow. I thought you were the cool cousin that that's I like. That's the whole game. This whole game is <laughs> I being know, an edgelord. We're called edgerunners. That's what we yeah. call it. Uh, despite being successful as a nomad, Roman never forgot his roots, only ever keeping in contact with his cousin Nico, who he shared a love of bowling with, and that that uh, kept him grounded to the past. That's a reference for you uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, while Roman's life as a nomad was filled with excitement and adventure, couldn't shake the feeling of abandonment from his family, and struggled with his identity between the former life he knew and his loyalty to the nomads, but nothing ever got in the way of his passion for driving, and now he's being pulled back in to the city lifestyle once again. So, yeah, uh, luckily for you, Roman, the uh, timing of Terry's text message lined up with uh, A, you having cell service, and B, uh, the Aldecaldos being just on the outskirts of Night City. So you drive your car in, your sleek red sports car, um, yeah. park it in, in the lot, go on into the club, find your way up to the booth, and you see your cousin Jack sitting there, who you probably haven't beep, seen beep, in beep. a very long time. Ah, Jack, is that you? Since the last time you've seen him, Jack uh, now has a cybernetic right eye. Cool. Haha, <laughs> I see you did never. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Insert eye joke here. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't think of a good eye joke yet. Jack will just look at Roman and just be like, good to see you. And his eye scopes out just a little bit. <laughs> I see you have some more cyberware. What have you been up to? Oh, you know driving that's it <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> interesting the same waitress walks by again point points at you roman and says can I, can I get you anything uh just uh whatever the equivalent of pepsi is in this universe pepsi, pepsi? became the main thing not it's pepsi. It's pepsi i mean yeah no, the timeline didn't diverge <laughs> yeah. oh no truly no, the dark still... future no we say pop oh no 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 it's arasoda <laughs> aracola <laughs> She's like, uh, sure thing. And then she walks off for a minute. Um, uh, Alex, your turn. Hello, everyone. So I am playing Pandora Blackburn Martell. Um, she is 23. By the way, real quick, there's two people named Alex. Deal yeah. with it. Her alias is Stitches because she was very accident prone as a child and spent a lot of time in the ER. So... Her philosophy was, one day I'm just going to be able to fix this myself. I don't have to go here anymore. I'm just going to do it on my own. And that was the nickname her family gave her. And so it's just kind of stuck. She kind of hates it, but 
also finds it very endearing. She is the youngest, making her the baby of the family, and she once enjoyed being treated as the spoiled princess, but now is very much turned into wanting to prove herself at all times. Um, she is the absolute epitome of small, but will fuck you up. <laughs> so the first thing she did when she turned 18 and left her grandfather's house was to cut and dye her hair. It is like a bright orange red pixie cut and her right side is shaved. And that's because her grandfather would never allow her to do anything to her hair because it said he, it reminded him of her mother and she's the only girl in the family so he didn't want to lose that so he wouldn't allow her to do it but the second she got out of course she did um and yeah oh i'm so sorry i forgot to say i'm a med tech yeah you go up to to the booth you see your your brother roman and your cousin jack sitting there uh making small talk as you approach boys ah baby sis how's it been (laughs) it's been a while oh a bit (laughs) it's been a bit what happened to your hair i got to have fun with it nice i got a tattoo too oh hell yeah bet that really pissed off the old man Uh, i don't think he knows about that one roman has a cyber arm by the way that's very noticeable that he didn't have before cool arm and you probably haven't seen jack's eye yeah oh when'd you guys get the new tech work they call it chrome oh chrome say when'd you get the chrome would be the i found it did you put it on (laughs) yourself then (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not that skilled. The, no, Are you a rocket I, raccoon? I know a guy. Have rippers. I need that I guy's arm. <laughs> Roman, you went to a really shady ripper doctor, you? You know? Not shady, just dusty. Um, <laughs> anywho, shady shin? Uh, the, the same waitress comes back. She's got the soda for Roman. Uh, she, she points to Pandora and says, uh, can I get you anything? Old fashioned. I'm not on the clock tonight. Will do. And, and she walks off. Must be nice. You, you, you go full, like, classic cliche grizzled cop. I'm always on the <laughs> clock. Like, you never rest on this job. <laughs> uh, Brian, in true rock star fashion, you were, start, you were arriving a few minutes late. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I do a little uh, shred of the guitar as I walk through the door. Frank! Well, hang on. First, first say hello. My name is Brian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, my, my name is Brian. Brian? <laughs> my name is Brian. Uh, I, my character this time around is Machiavelli. <laughs> Machiavelli. Forgot it was Short, uh, I go as a uh, Mac though. Uh, my alias though is Mac Mini, which is also my stage name because <laughs> I am a rocker boy, as if you couldn't tell by my grand entrance. Um, I'm currently 26. <laughs> I am five feet six inches. I've Short got game. almost shorter uh, shoulder length, long black hair with a green lightning dyed streak that covers my right eye. Uh, since turning 18, um, well, I've always expressed. Um, an interest for music if from a young age. Not sure if this is talking about me or my character. Uh, that uh, well, I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> same category. Um, but after leaving the family home uh, after turning 18, I uh, began hanging around the night city nightlife scene to look for bandmates. And I eventually joined a band called Green Lightning, hence the green lightning bolts over my right eye whose previous guitar had moved out of town, so they had a spot open. And Green Lightning made very angry punk metal music. They performed pretty well across the data pool. Um, and they, ha- they did some headlining for some decent science shows and clubs around the city, but never really got picked up by a mainstream label. The genius behind our band, though, was the bassist, Carmen Maltov Cortez, who wrote all of our very anti-corporation lyrics. However, Mac and Carmen had a very fiery, on-and-off-again type of love affair throughout this, the years with the band. Um, and eventually she kind of coerced him into joining her and committing some small-time anti-corpo crimes, which you could say kind of carried out some of the lyrics in more of a real way than just singing in the band. Um, but about a month prior to where we pick up in the game here, Carmen was killed randomly by a drive-by shooting, um, just as we were leaving a gig. Um, so the band, rest of the bandmates and I, yeah, should be way to go. But the rest of the bandmates and I uh, went and got our revenge on the shooters. But they weren't really anybody special. They were just some random 
people just happened to be, you know, wrong place, wrong time. You know, with our muse gone, the band broke up, and I found myself looking for a new sense of pur- purpose. So this text from Terry couldn't have come at a better time. The death of my fiery love affair with Carmen. <laughs> your, your output, as they would say. Yes. Or input, your two-time I, I don't know. ex-wife. In, in, input, I think it's input. Yeah, so you show up to the club, uh, make your way upstairs, and you see at the booth your uh, your cousin Jack, as well as both of your siblings, Pandora and Roman. I uh, flip my hair off to the side so I can see them better, and I throw up a peace sign and just walk over to the table and just sit down without saying a word. Mac Mini! Uh, little bro! You, I don't know who got hit with the rebellious stick more, you or your sister. Uh, I'd say it's me, but how, what do <laughs> hey, I know? Hey, Brian, has Mac done any time yet? No. 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 However, Carmen died. That's tragic. We heard about that. That was in the news. Who's, who's, Car- <laughs> who's Carmen? There's Aneth's friend. <laughs> nope. That's a callback. <laughs> Um, if the three of you at the t- at the table, other than Mac, would like to roll a local expert check to see if you know who Carmen is, if you know what the hell he's talking about. 17? Okay, Colin, you probably heard. I rolled just out of curiosity. I got a 22. I'll address that when I walk in. <laughs> You're not here. <laughs> I know. Okay, so as Colin, you, you heard being, being a cop, naturally, um, you, you tend to hear about such things. Yeah, you heard that the, the singer of that band that you're pretty sure your cousin was in uh, did get uh, shot uh, about a month ago. The the bassist. Sorry, stupid. Carry on. Jackal, Jackal, just look at Mac and be like, Jackal, Jackal, Jackal. It's a Jackal, 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 Jackal. Uh, Jack, Jack will just look at Mac and be like, Are you talking about Carmen Cortez? And he starts crying. Fuck it is. Wow, some rock star, some tough guy over here. The, the waitress comes back with the old-fashioned for Pandora, sets it down, uh, looks over to uh, Mac in his, his in his emotional distress and says, Honey, you look like you could use something. Yeah. I'll take a green juice. <laughs> uh, we don't have that on tap. <laughs> <laughs> we got a blue juice. It's sci-fi future. All the juices is blue. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back around. <laughs> I'm sure um, there'll be more of you by the time I come back. <laughs> is this going to secretly be Terry in disguise? The waitress? Yeah. <laughs> Terry's going to come female waitress. from, like, under the he's table. Got, like, ho- <laughs> he's got, like, hollow technology. I don't know. This is <laughs> cyberpunk. Yeah, they no, don't Mac, Mac, that. Cool. Mac says, it's all right. I got my own, and I pull a green juice out of my bag and plop it on You're the not, table. You- <laughs> Sir, you can't have outside beverages. I'm going to need to take that. <laughs> A moment later, uh, John, your character can arrive. Go ahead and introduce yourself. <sighs> As the door opens, you see. Yeah, man's... Introduce yourself first. Hang on. Who are, who, who are you? Say hello, oh. I'm John. Hi, I'm John. I was the DM last time, last time, and I'm now and I'm now playing. Uh, my character's name is Nico Wolf. Uh, my alias is Barbosa. Uh, I have my hair like long black hair done up in a braid, amber colored eyes. Not a ton of cyberware. I'm wearing a hefty leather jacket and jeans and heavy work boots. Uh, my backstory, I was always a tinkerer, and from an early age, I liked to learn how things worked. I really got into my work, as I called it when I was a child, especially after the bombing and being moved to uh, where our grandfather had us getting looked after. I was always willing to help out in exchange for any benefit that I could glean, and when I got kicked out at 18, I would still come back to check on everyone as best I could. Uh, the only one I really kept in touch with over long was Roman. We would go bowling whenever he was back in town. <laughs> um, for work, I do whatever I can get, and it usually pays well enough. Be it a private security system set up, or a tech on an NCPD raid, or kidding up a crew for one of those no-questions-asked type of jobs. I do whatever keeps the lights on and puts good food on my table. I also have a pet goose named Maverick that I've had since I was 15 and found as a cosmic pet goose that you probably... Yeah, that's, that's a I reference. Might, I, I might have to cut that. You don't have any idea how rare animals are in this setting. Are they? Are that they goose that would bad? be worth like 30 million eddies. Oh. <laughs> like... oh, I thought that it was still like there were just geese. <laughs> No. Okay. That's the one thing that's better about the cyberpunk future is there's no more geese. I don't know if John said it, but he is a tech. That is I'm his getting, class. Yeah, I'm, 
Yeah. I feel like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm a tech. Ooh, Hi. Techie tech. Okay. Uh, I walk in first and, thing. And you. Oh shit, Mac! I am so sorry about your girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you. How's everybody else been? Roman, what's it been? A month? Two months? Nico, my cousin. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. We did it. The joke's been done. Uh, All right. Go home. Show's now. over. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, Nico sh shimmies into the booth. Um, as I said, it's sort of a semicircle. Um, and it's at about 6.15 at this point, actually. And Sorry, still I'm no late. sign of Terry. Uh, you're not as late as Terry, apparently. I guess Terry. that makes sense. Yeah, where is he? I thought he was supposed to be. He should have been here first. Terry, right? the it's a great question. Uh, the waitress comes by again, um, notices that there's now another additional person, says, can I get you anything? I'll take a margarita, please. Uh, how'd you like that? Uh, sugar, not salt. All right. Madman. Anything for, for him, or is he... <laughs> I'll take a margarita. That sounds good. Okay. Anyway, you're all here now. Um, this is the first time this has happened. Uh, I guess it, it since uh, I don't know one or two of you had moved out. It's it's been a number of years since the the five of you were together. Would you look at this? The band's back together. Ooh, poor choice of words, Roman. Poor choice of words. <laughs> all right, like what what is what is Terry what has Terry been up to for the last? Terry, uh, if you had to guess, probably got into net running. Um, he was always uh, on his his little computer growing up, and um, yeah, was, was quite good with with, with software. He was um, a, an avid redditor. Does Reddit still exist? <laughs> uh, on account of the fact that the internet does not, probably not know. Uh, so I was gonna Reddit's say, out of anything, net. I feel like Reddit would be there. Reddit's on the old net. It's full of full of uh, forbidden AI. At this point, Reddit is a, is a sentient AI trying to take down the world. <laughs> Yo, it would. That little robot in this logo, it's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's a little robot. He, he kills you. <laughs> I, I thought it was an alien. Uh, yeah. Am I stupid? I, I think it it's supposed alien. to be an alien. Yeah. Okay. So, anyone know why the fuck we're here? I can read back the message to you if you guys want. I, yeah. I would like the message, yes. Hey, Trooms, it's T. Look, I know we haven't always been big on family gatherings, but I got something important to tell you all. Like, seriously important. Drop everything else you got going on. Don't trust sending more oversell. Meet me at Club Atlantis on the anniversary, 6 p.m. Booth 3 upstairs. Password is Gertrude. Don't respond to this. Just show up. What anniversary right. is it? The anniversary of, of, the of the explosion and 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 also your parents' oh death. Oh, God. Max is going to start crying even more. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad day for everyone. Yeah, it's, it's a little touchy. And it's, it's it's a sad day for the whole of the city. I mean, there's, there's hardly anyone in this town who didn't lose someone on that yeah, day. Yeah, well, a tactical nuke goes off in downtown. It's, general, it's kind of an event. Yeah. Is a mini nuke as opposed to a snook. <laughs> There's a snook in your stiz. <laughs> okay, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's from South Park. Anyway. <laughs> That's where it's from. I was like, that was going to drive me crazy if you didn't tell me what that was from. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you're sitting there wondering, why you are ponder. we here? Well, uh, how did I get here? This is not my beautiful house. How did I house. get here? Uh, there's a monitor uh, sort of over your, your booth. And it just sort of had this loop of a of a dancer because it's like a sexy kind of club thing, and you notice that it glitches out, and there's just text on it now, and it just says close the door, close and lock the door. Oh shit! Shut Who's closest to the Did door? Did we get our drinks yet? Yes. Uh yeah. Okay, then yeah. I'll close and lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was like that's uh, very important. Yeah, you shut the door, you push a button on the inside to lock it, and the text on the screen changes to. Put on the brain dance headsets. Um, quick for for what now? The, pe the people who haven't played the game, who play the video game. What brain dance is? Is it's sort of a, a very immersive sort of virtual reality. Wow. Uh, it's recorded via you, you. You would all know this. I don't need to make you roll for this or anything. Uh, it's recorded by somebody who has a specialized implant in their brain, and rather than just recording uh, visual data like a movie or like modern VR. It records all five senses. So when you watch a, a brain dance back, you feel it, smell it, taste it, etc. Wow. Um, really and, up and the ante on VR porn. Most of them, most of them True. are just porn. Um, 
But yeah, the so the booth you're in is equipped with them, presumably for porn normally, but the internet um, is for porn. Uh, it, it, this this doesn't feel like that. Yes, this feels Q. like there's something else going on. Uh, I pull out a wet wipe and I clean mine all <laughs> first. Can I have okay. one of those? That's probably why. Yes, it's probably a little sweaty. Yep. Thank you. No problem. Anybody else? Anybody else? May want these. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we doing together right now? We're gonna watch porn together like a no, family. No, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I put the headset on after I what say that. What are you that. doing out there in the Badlands? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> Anywho, what happens now, now in the I, Badlands stays in the Badlands. Now I read uh, my second monologue of the evening. All right, you put on the Brain Dance headsets and flick them on, instead of the club's usual selection of adult Why do you recordings. Have to say flick. It's a, it's a switch. <laughs> <laughs> Something else plays automatically. You're not sure whose point of view this was recorded from, but you immediately recognize the sterile, angular hallway of a corpo office building. You're power walking down the hall, nervous about something. You're holding onto a tablet with a display of a full-body x-ray of someone, but you can't make out much detail on it in your peripheral. As you shoulder past a few suits, you get a glimpse of the big M logo of Militech, the American arms company, again, that your grandfather, Archibald Blackburn, works for. You arrive at a door with the text VP of Sales on it. You knock, and it slides open a moment later, revealing a large, sleek office. There's no one at the desk, so you round a corner in the back, revealing a hospital bed. The man in the bed is none other than your grandfather. This so prick. You can... <laughs> I say so you aloud. can barely... <laughs> I don't even know if you... Can you talk? I guess you can. Uh, though you can barely recognize him underneath the cyberware on his neck and chest and the many wrinkles he's accumulated since you last saw him. He speaks in a synthesized voice. How much time, boy? You respond. They can't be precisely sure, sir, but about a month, maybe five weeks. Are my affairs in order? Almost, sir. Uh, most of your account is set to return to the company, like you asked. But there's still the matter of your physical assets back in your house. Pack them up. Ship them when I die. To the company, sir? You've don't have anyone you want to send money to? It's a good 40 million eddies at least. What the fuck? <laughs> you heard me. Yes, sir. That will be all. You turn and leave the office. I'll kill him. And head down. He's not going to make it five weeks. And head down the hall. <laughs> you turn and leave the office and head down the hall to a bathroom. As you walk up to the mirror, you recognize the face of your cousin Terry. Recording, being the one recording, you're looking at a mirror. Terry. Um... <laughs> Though he has dyed his hair blonde, likely as a simple disguise. He speaks to himself, and you, in the mirror. You guys heard the old bastard. One month from now, 40 million on a truck, headed out of the executive zone, toward a Militech facility somewhere. That's the only window to get what that piece of shit owes us. F find a good fixer to set it up. I'll do what I can from here. But you can hit the convoy, nab the truck or its cargo, and we can all retire or the bathroom door opens, what? and you hear another Militech employee say, Oh, hey, Wilson, how's... And then the recording ends abruptly. You remove the brain dance headsets and return to reality in your booth at Club I'm gonna Atlantis. fucking kill him. I'm gonna fucking kill him. All that money, none of us. You do realize I'm a cop, right? You're gonna help, we can help. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> he's who you're fucking... He's your primary fucking target. <laughs> and he's going to pay for your retirement if you get fired from the force. You're fine. Brian, you there, buddy? <laughs> oh, I'm here. He, he's crying into his margarita still. <laughs> he's, he's adding like, more salt. Oh my god, Grandpa's gonna die now too. Every one I love dies. <laughs> is this like, is this Mac? Mac, Mac. We all want cries. him to die. He's a piece of shit. He treated us horribly. He's a bad man. <laughs> It just reminds me of Carmen, who I'm died. <laughs> but what she'd want you to do is steal from your evil corpo prick grandpa. You know that. I slam the green drink down and I go, You're right. Let's go. I just miss Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Where is she? Where in the world is she? <laughs> Mac, finish your margarita. <laughs> Wow, okay, I didn't think you'd actually down it like that. Okay. Um, I slam it down. I'm all right. ready. Let's um, go. What's the plan? I guess we gotta find a fixer. What are those? Uh, so a fixer, it's, it's actually, it's a real world term um, for 
sort of uh, underworld deal maker. Uh, that typically what they do is they set up clients who want something done with people who can get that thing done without actually having any sort of Paper direct tra- contact. They, they act as sort of a middleman for people who want to get shit done of questionable legality. Um, they're very popular in Night City. There's always somebody who wants to steal something or kill their ex or something, you know? Um, uh, should any of us roll something to see if we know a fixer? Like... Yeah, let me see which skill would be best. Uh, that that would be the, the the local expert skill again. I think. I feel like the lawman should know. Yeah, uh, if if you don't know off the top of your head with local expert, you can go with uh, or or you know Colin can do this overnight or whatever to look up some potential folks. Ten plus eight plus ten, which is twenty-eight. So, uh, yeah. Roman, you have heard um, the best. Uh, well. She's not really a, a, a fixer exactly, but she's one who's uh, done done some deals with the Aldecaldos in the past. Um, her, her name's crossed the mouths of some of your friends. Uh, she goes by Rogue. The Bat? No, that's Rouge. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> she goes by Rogue, and she can typically be found in a in a club uh, called the Afterlife, or, or a bar rather. Like the X Man. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like the X Man. Yeah, that's closer. That that's that that's the same spelling. Yes, her her name. Is, it's obviously not her real given birth name, but yes, she goes by Rogue. Uh, so she's she's most more famous as a solo, sort of a, a lone wolf merc, but she's she's getting up there in years and is is more of a a fixer these days. I convey this to to everyone. I know a guy or a lady. You've never met her. I've only heard the name. I've only ever heard the name. I've never actually seen the person behind it. Do, do, you, do you even think we can afford a fixer of her caliber? Hmm, that's an amazing question. I mean, would we know how much a fixer costs? Uh, generally they aren't cheap, but you may be able to work for her. Oh. Get some money that way, and then Fave. pay her back. A little bit of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, I mean, you're all, you know, you're aware that each other, each of you are fairly capable, so you'd think you'd make a decent enough team to get you get a couple small jobs done, perhaps. And you have you have time. You have about five weeks. You think you don't need to rush. You can take some time to make some money. All right. All right. Um, are you are you done at Club Atlantis? Are we leaving? Yeah, I think so. Uh, make like a baby and head out. Um, <laughs> what? Wow. That, 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 uh, all right. I got it. Did that just click? Okay. Yeah, I got it. Click? I got it. <laughs> Wait, what did I you like, say? I That's like good. Delay. Gonna... <laughs> you guys have never heard that before? No. No. Fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's make like a baby and head let's out. What the like fuck a... is... Why would I have heard that? They gotta go ahead first. Yeah. I never... <laughs> I thought that was like a common thing. People did say. you say no. let's birth like a no. baby? Let's no. make like no, a baby said, and head out. As in you go out head first. I'm actually shocked no one's ever heard this. None of you have heard that Help before. Me. Well. <laughs> okay. So, you guys uh, head out of Club Atlantis um, and are met with a somewhat uh, not-so-fun sight in the parking lot. Um, so, you look over to the parking lot, and there's that car there uh, immediately to your right that is sort of haphazardly pulled up onto the curb. And uh, it's got a, it's got one word emblazoned on the front of it in orange paint. It says Maelstrom. Uh oh, motherfucker. Um, and these four points on the map here that are numbered, these four tokens, these are dudes. And but they're more machine now than man. Um, <laughs> something a dude. They're, they're the, I put a picture of them there in you for general. But folks who've played the 2077 video game will have an image of their head of what a maelstrom ganger looks like so yeah these are four gangsters of a, from a gang called maelstrom you've all heard of them they're sort of a menace uh, around the south side of central night city are they all males uh no um <laughs> it's, it's Norwegian uh, they storm. are known for their ah. their matching matching ish cyberware where they all extensively replace most of their face with these uh, bright red eyes um and they're like just just teetering on the edge of cyberpsychosis. They're barely holding Wait, it together. 
Wait a gosh dang second. Is that is number four by my car? Yes, Gerard. Number four that's on the map there is right next to your car. Um, and son of a bitch. Uh, when you come out one and two here, notice you number one is standing by their car, and number two is uh, sat on the hood of this other car. Um, and then number three is sat on the, the hood of a, of a junk or junked out car, like digging through the engine. But yeah, number four is is messing with your uh, your window there. Your sweet, sweet ride? Um, on your sweet ride. Uh, do you guys want to talk to him? No, no. I screech. <laughs> I <laughs> screech immediately. <laughs> I, hey! What are you doing over there? So th- this guy here, who's on the hood of the car, uh, steps up off the hood and goes, Can we help you with something? That's my ride over there. That's your boys touching. If he doesn't want to lose any more fingers, you better keep it off. Like, None of these are my original fingers anyway. I'm not scared of you. Still got your original <laughs> fucking brain, dickhead? Mostly. That's... <laughs> I'll have you know. You want to keep I it? the good parts. Hey, hey, asshole, NCPD. That is not the Take thing you should have said. And get out of here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, Colin, I guess roll intimidation. Um, oh, God. I, I, though I don't know that they would care. Uh, if anything, they might take it as a challenge. So, yeah, go ahead and roll face down. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Um, <sighs> well, the cop's not intimidating. What, we yeah, got the worst uh, cop in Lake City on our side. Go ahead and roll initiative. <laughs> so, um, you yell at them that you're NCPD. Maelstrom does not like the NCPD. Uh, so they draw like guns, as do all of you. And uh, Pandora is the first to act. So you've got one very close to you, but you don't really have a clear shot at him. Yeah. Can I make it to one? Uh, you can move a number of spaces equal to your move stat. Okay. Um, but certainly you can step over there and shoot him. Yeah, because I can move five spaces. I'll have partial cover. I'm going to go behind the bench to have a little bit of cover. All right, I'm going to take a shot at number one. So I'm assuming I just hit the okay. action and hit attack. Yes, that- you are at a range of 14.6 meters. You're firing a pistol, yes? Yep, it was a 17. Uh, that misses. Damn. Oh, so, uh, difficulty values for attacks are not based on armor that someone is wearing in this game. They're based on distance to target. So, a pistol firing at 14 meters is a difficulty value of 20. Oh. Um, but you're using a light pistol, right? Medium. Oh, you're using a uh, medium, right. Sorry, there is no light. They only go down to medium. Um, but you get you get two shots. Oh, nice. 15, never mind. That's a, that's a no-go on that. Um fire two shots, they just ding off the car that that guy is hiding behind. And then it is Roman's turn. Alright. Roman You're very close is... to number two there. <laughs> oh, you know I am. <laughs> Roman's gonna get right up next to number two and fucking pull out his Wolverine claws and stab this man. <laughs> Alright. That's a t- It rolled a 26. <laughs> you hit him, yeah. Go ahead and roll damage. I did 10 Wolverine damage. Okay, you did 10 damage, um, and you've weakened his armor. Is, does it count as a... What, what level of melee weapon do the wolfers count as? Like, how heavy are they? I think they're considered a heavy, heavy melee weapon. All right, you get to make a second attack. Go ahead. Ooh! Attack. That is... Oh, that's unfortunate. That's, that's a two, apparently. So, yeah, you... You slash him across the chest with your first attack, he reels back a little bit, and you try to swipe the air where he ought to have been, and that doesn't do anything. So that's your turn. You got a good hit on him, though. Uh, it's Max's turn. I have a clear shot of one, so I'm going to clear take enough, out yeah. my, my pistol, and I'm going to shoot him. Uh, however, I have... At 11 meters. So I'm going to go there, so we're nice and a little... Uh, uh, what was that movie with the centipede? People the or hum- something. The human centipede? Yeah, and now we're in a nice human centipede. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that comparison. <laughs> yeah, so you, you need to beat a 15 to hit him from here. Okay. How about from here? You haven't moved. He did. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> Not on my screen. Okay. There no. it goes. Oh, there it is. Oh, I was really delayed. All right. Uh, okay. Reflected in the recording. Uh, from there, <laughs> five point seven meters. Yeah, that's an easier shot. You need a thirteen. 
Ooh, I did, I did, whoa, I did really well. Um, 27. Yeah, you hit him. <laughs> uh, uh, so your damage on that pistol is 4d6. That's a very heavy pistol that you have. <laughs> yeah, so 12. 12 damage, okay. Um, um, as you shoot. So anyway, that's your turn. You, you walked up, you shot him, you hit him square in the shoulder. Uh, he did not like that. Um, then it's uh, dude number one, who is the one that you just shot, Max, so he's going to take a shot back at you. I'm going to roll. Come on. I also need a 13 to hit you, because we are the same range apart from each other. So wait, what does armor do? So the way this works in Cyberpunk is the difficulty of a shot is determined by range. It has nothing to do with your armor. Because in real life, your armor um, doesn't make it harder for someone to see and shoot yes. you. It just makes it harder for the bullet to hit you. Especially where guns are concerned. Yeah. Um, Any projectile. And so, really. when you get hit, you take damage, but your armor weakens by one point every time you get hit, and you have to repair it. But anyway, um, yeah, that misses. Uh, so a bullet whizzes by your head, and that is that guy's turn. It's then Jack's turn. Um, cool. I guess. Uh, if you're right up at number two. Yeah. I'll... You could melee him if you want, or you could uh, you could actually shoot point blank. There's no disadvantage or anything for that in the system. With with, with pistols. I don't have a pistol. I have an SMG. Um, okay. Then your your optimal range is a little farther yeah. back. But you could just back up and shoot from there if you wanted. So I'll move here behind this car. You're in the you're in the shortest range for SMGs, which would make it you need a 15 to hit. You need to beat a 15. 26. Yeah, you got him. <laughs> hey all. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. Seven. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you step past, fire a bullet, clip him in the rib. Uh, he's looking worse for wear, that guy who's, who's been wolverined and shot now. Uh, then it's Nico's turn. <laughs> My cousin. Maybe I'll take a shot at number four. Hey, hey, Way down hey, there. hey. I have, a, I, have an, I have an assault rifle, so I can... That's 26 that's meters. That's the range increase. That's the best one. <laughs> that's actually ideal range for you, yeah. So I have to beat a 13. Nico, you better... You better not be hitting that gun in my car, Nico! Uh, so that's, uh, 20. Okay, yeah, you hit him. Go ahead. So that's 5d6. Uh, 12. I rolled very bad. Okay, well, still, that's a solid total of 8 damage to him. Um, yeah, you fire off a round from your assault rifle and hit him right in the thigh. <laughs> um, she does not appreciate. Uh, then it's the rest of these dudes. Number 2... Gerard is going to pull out a knife and try to stab you. Well, when we do melee, right, uh, I, I, I didn't bother rolling earlier because you rolled like a 26 or whatever, but I roll to attack and you roll to evade. So I roll, I hit the button. I rolled a 16 to evade. Okay, well, I rolled a 1 on my d10, so I'm not even going to do math. Um, <laughs> yeah, he stabs at you and you deftly step, step to the side. No big deal. Um... Number three here. How do I use the fucking arrow? You guys are using this range arrow and it just won't let me. You click on the ruler, you maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now everyone's just making fun of John with the ruler. I, I, no, I was the red one. I figured it out. Oh, okay, you <laughs> oh, got oh, it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Brian, number three. Number three is going to try to shoot you. Emphasis on Trey. Uh, yeah, I hit you with a bullet. Um, Shit! Whoa! What? What is? Whoa! Turn that off. That's what. What? Is... The green. What? The what? green? Uh, only you can see what it. What are you doing? Ignore it. Turn it off. <laughs> I don't know. What'd you do? <laughs> I don't know. Colin just made everything I green. I gave myself auras because I was trying to see. Uh, <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> anyway, uh, Colin made the map I didn't green get and confused the, the, I didn't get the to GM. I didn't get to see the green. You'll see it in post. Uh, seven <laughs> damage, Brian, uh, which is first subtracted from your armor. So how much armor do you have? Body is 11. Okay, so you actually take zero damage, <laughs> uh, but your armor is reduced by one. So you now only have 10 body armor. You have to repair that after combat. Uh, the last guy will use his action to attempt to pick uh, the lock on Roman's car. To no! I think I shot him in the leg. Uh, he fails. He's distracted. <laughs> he, he, he fails, yeah. He's limping a little bit. Um, then it's back to the top with Pandora. I'm gonna go by the other bench. Okay. And then 
I'm gonna try and get. Oh, yep. Okay. That is a 14 meter shot. Yep. Which means you need uh, a 20 with a pistol. I got a fucking 18. Nope. Take another shot though. 15. Fuck me. Nope. You're dinging him off the car. Nah, that's not my car. Yeah, that. Yeah, who fucking cares, right? Uh, back to Roman. He's getting stabbed again. Go ahead. Wow, are you fucking with me with this app? That's a zero. <laughs> I think you missed. Well, it, yeah, he dodges it. Uh, go ahead, second attack. I'll roll evade again. Okay, that's a 15. Uh, okay, that beats his evade, so go ahead, do damage. 11 Wolverine damage. He's dead. How do you want to do this, as they say in the biz? Well, what I wanted, can I use my Wolverine claws to stab him in the stomach and then lift his body up and use him as a shield to run towards, start running towards number four? Hell yeah. Uh, you can do that on your next turn. I believe it's an action to pick somebody up and, and make them a, a shield. Yeah, that's I like what that I they wrote do. that in though. That's nice. The human shield. Equip an opponent you have grabbed as a human shield. That is an action. Equip an opponent. <laughs> yeah, you can. You, you can also do it with a corpse, but you don't have to fight him over it. Uh, so yes, very good. You've killed that one. He is down. I'll leave his marker there if you want to use him as a shield. Yeah. Um, and then it's Max's turn. Uh, you gotta shoot someone, I imagine. Um, I guess. Uh, number one or number three? Um, a question about my movement. Can I shoot yes. first and then ask questions later? Yeah. I mean, shoot first and then uh, move back later? Uh, you may, yes. You, you can shoot and then retreat if you like. Cool. I'm going to do that. I'm going to shoot him again. Okay. All right, 14. That just hits. Whoa! 17. Oh shit! Yeah, and he's it also, dead. It also says critical injury inflicted. I, uh, yeah, mean? the critical injury is he's fucking dead. The critical dead. injury is that <laughs> he blew his dick uh, off dead. and he died. <laughs> what is most prominent uh, uh, cyberware? Uh, the eyes on these guys usually. The big red eyes. Um, it just goes straight through his eye, his left eye, and just Which out the other eye? side. But yeah. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Friends like fuck. I don't know, man. Um, and then if you want to move, you can move. Again, a, a number of spaces up to your move stat. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's two down. Uh, number one and number two are down. The, it would be number one's turn. It's now Jack's turn. Cool. I guess uh, I'll, I'll shoot at the uh, dude who's trying to break into Roman's car. Uh, okay. That is a, from where you are now, that is a 22 and a half meter shot with an SMG. That's a 20 that you need. 17. Oh, sorry, 15. I was looking at shotgun. Yeah, you hit. 13 damage. Um, okay, and he has two on his armor, so that's 11 damage. That kills him. Hey. How do you want to do it? Um, I'll just pop up from behind this blue car, and I'll just put a round straight into his chest. There's back, I guess, yeah. Yeah, uh, you do that. He bonks onto uh, Roman's car, doesn't do any damage. And he, he flops down next to it. I love how I had to preface that it doesn't do any damage. And uh, I'll, I'll just turn to Roman and be like, Hey, Roman, I gave your car a new paint job. Yeah, there's definitely that... blood on it. Good thing it's red. <laughs> the blood of a man. Uh, so there's only one dude left. It is Nico's turn. One, two, three, four. Because I'm using the rifle, I want to be a little farther away, so... Okay, yeah, you back, you wedge yourself into that corner next to the doorway to Club Atlantis. I'm... That gives you a 22 and a half meter shot. So that's a 15 I need to hit. Ooh, no, I rolled a 7, because I got a 1. Okay, yep, you, you pop a shot off and it just whizzes right past his head. Um, it's then this guy's turn. He's going to start trying to run. He's not even going to shoot. He's just going to take his movement. Oh! <gasps> He's running. Go! You got a runner. <laughs> uh, and then it's back to Pandora. Do, do we let him run, or does anyone want to kill him? Fuck that. I, no, we can. Kill him. He doesn't get the kill lead. Okay. No survivors. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. no survivors. Some Woo! Hippocratic oath over here, but all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's the hippo. It's the Hippocratic oath. Remember? That's in yeah. this in the this hippo- nightmare do harm we live in. <laughs> Do harm, and that's a 14 meter shot. With a pistol. That's a, it's still a 20 that you need, but go ahead. 17. He actually hasn't taken any damage yet. Uh, nope. Fuck, it was a 19. 
Ooh, so close. You're, you're, you're giving him some hearing damage, but not hitting him. Uh, he has noise Roman. dampening. He has noise dampening. He might. Probably. Uh, um, okay, so I have this man as my human shield. Does that does you, that you restrict haven't actually my movement? done that yet. That's an action to, to do that. You don't have to if you don't want to. Oh, that's uh, the whole you, action to do that? Yes. Oh, and, and this that, guy's then. running away, so that you wouldn't need to. Okay, uh, I can move five because my move is five, right? That's what that means. And then this man is that. Oh, that's not the right button. Yeah. 13. And then I, 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 and then I pull out my gun. Yeah, that, that's a 20 also. That's a 13 to hit. Uh, no. What the fuck with this rolling ones on Fire me? again! <laughs> Another bullet. Bang. 20! I did it! Yay, you have struck him. This is the first time he has been struck. Roll damage. 12 gun damage. Ouch. Uh, not a kill, because he, like I said, he hasn't been hurt yet, but that really fucking hurts. Ash. I shot him right in the butt. Right yeah. in the ass. We'll, we'll go with that. Left cheek! Right took a left cheek! Left cheek! <laughs> right in the anal cavities. <laughs> Uh, then it's Jack's turn. See, seeing this guy running and um, knowing that since he's a member of Maelstrom, he's probably a wanted criminal. Um, I'm going to swap to my rifle and shoot him with that. Okay. It's a 25.3 meter shot. Which is optimal range. A, a six? I, a, what? This math does not math. Yeah. You rolled a one? Yes. And then, so when you roll a crit, when you roll a crit, you roll another d10 and subtract it is what happens. When you roll a crit uh, failure. That fucking sucks. Well, uh, you suck, as it turns out, at shooting. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it's, and then if, if you're done, it's Nico's turn. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with my rifle. Uh, 19. Uh, that's a hit. It's way better. That's 18 damage. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. You put a bullet through through the back of his heart, he flops forward onto the pavement, and he you're done. Alright, loot him and, loot him and go. Um, Let's go. Real quick, let me do some loot for you guys. Uh, between them, you dig up 50 eddies. Not much. Okay, 10 each. That's, that's 10 bucks for each of you. Also, for audience, if you're not sure what I'm saying, eddies is, is a slang term for euro dollar. It's a combined currency that exists in this setting. Um, and they have pistols, but they're very, very okay. shitty. Uh, they're actually designated as poor quality cool. pistols. Bullets? Uh, yeah, you can get some medium pistol ammo off of each of them. There's probably... Uh, they didn't take that many shots, so there's probably like 30 medium pistol bullets left on them. Alex, I think that's your field of expertise. Yep. Medium pistol? Yep. Okay, you can have that. Thank you. Um, and that's it. So uh, what do you guys want to do uh, in terms of I'm gonna start stripping cyber <laughs> You you know you need like a if you need like an operating table and shit to do that. Oh. Otherwise, it damages it on the way out. They do that for balance. All right. Otherwise, you make a ton of money. So yeah, uh, what do you, I don't know what you guys want to do in terms of like it's late now. Um, you're probably a little tired. Uh, you'll probably want to go see Rogue tomorrow. But uh, do you want to like room together or do you all go your separate ways for the night? I mean, I assume that. I have an apartment in the city. Like I live yeah, in. yeah. You all have an apartment except for Roman, who uh, hangs out with, with 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 the Aldecaldo camp on the edge of city. Um. So I I would probably after we're done looting the bodies and everything, be like, all right, Chums, you guys might want to clear out of here before backup arrives. I'll I'll the fuzz. clear the air on this whole thing. It's a pretty straightforward. Who shot first? They shot first. Plus their maelstrom. So yeah, no one cares. Yeah, should be a nice. Yeah, it's fine. Place. They're not people. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that'll be about where where we call it for the night. You, you guys can call in the police, do your cleanup, and next time you guys will go meet with Roke. That, that that's sounds good. We'll figure it out next time. All right. I think we all have apartments except for Roman. Roman, you want to come stay by me again? <laughs> we can go bowling. Hi. Yeah, we should go bowling. <laughs> yeah, let's go bowling. Anyway, folks, thank, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This has been the first episode of Roll for Distraction, The Family Jewels. We hope you'll stick around for the rest as we uh, really get into planning this this little heist that they've got going and on. And learning what the fuck we're doing. 
and yeah. fucking game works. learning the system better. Yeah, <laughs> I cut out a lot. Points. You guys didn't hear most of it, but I cut out a lot. But anyway, like, comment, and subscribe, all that stuff. Really appreciate it. Share, share with other yes. people. That's the thing that helps us the most. These episodes are every two weeks, uh, always on Friday. So be subscribed so you, you get them. Yes. Uh, Watch our let's plays. Smash the bell, as they say. Ring the bell and, uh, to get notifications. Bye bye. That'll be it. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Roll for Distraction is produced, edited, and game mastered by Alexander Vigna. The show features Alexandria Holbrook, Gerardo Lambrugio, Colin Keating, Brian Graff, and John Price as the players. This episode features Trap Powerful Intro 21 by Taiga Sound Production, 80s Bad Guy and Pick a Side by Fat Sounds, Techno One by Frank Schroeter, and No Suspects and Want to Blow Up the Moon by Tim Cooley, used under the filmmusic.io standard CC license. This episode also features Mega City Slums from tabletopaudio.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.